There were two more murders 15 miles away. The arrived, they found the telephone we have and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. On August 8th, 1973, a boy who had been used as a procurer of victims finally stood up to his aggressor. He took his life and, in turn, saved many young boys' lives. But does that make up for all the ones he had already sent to their death? So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Dean Arnold Coral seemed like a nice man. He was shy, a hard worker who worked day and night for his family's candy factory while attending school, helped take care of his family, and served in the U.S. Army until he was honorably discharged. The neighborhood even called him the Candy Man or the Pied Piper because he was known to hand out free candy to all the kids. However, behind closed doors, he was known to make sexual advances to the teenage male employees of the candy company. He told close friends that after his time in the military, he was coming to the realization that he was a homosexual, but failed to mention that his attractions were towards those much younger than him. In 1967, he befriended 12-year-old David Owen Brooks. David was a bullied child, and the candy man was the first adult to not make fun of his appearance. He viewed Dean as a father figure. Eventually, the two started a sexual relationship, and Brooks started to see Dean's apartment as his second home. Brooks dropped out of school at 15, and Dean's candy company closed down, and the two spent more time together. On September 25, 1970, Dean took his first victim. Jeffrey Conan was 18 years old when he was hitchhiking to his parents' home in Houston. Dean picked him up, strangled him, and put a cloth gag in his mouth. It was also suggested after his body was found that he had been sexually violated. Shortly after, David Brooks interrupted Dean in the act of sexually assaulting two teenage boys who he had strapped to the bed. Dean gave him a new car in return for his silence and struck up a deal with the boy. He said that if David brought him a new boy, he would give him $200. He made the same deal with Elmer Wayne Henley when he was brought to his apartment as a potential victim. And after months of thinking, he accepted due to his family's dire financial situation. This is how, between 1970 and 1973, Dean killed a minimum of 28 victims. All were males aged 13 to 20 and from low-income families. They were all lured to his apartment by his teenage accomplices with the promises of drinks and parties. When they arrived at his apartment, they would be plied with alcohol or drugs until they passed out, tricked into putting on handcuffs, or simply grabbed. They were then stripped naked, tied to a bed or a plywood torture board Dean made, sexually assaulted, beaten, tortured, and sometimes, days later, strangled to death or shot. Their bodies were then buried in multiple locations after they were tied in plastic sheeting. In several cases, Dean even forced his victims to call or write their parents about why they were missing to try and placate their fears. Every time Dean would become restless, his teenage accomplices would go out and get a new boy. On the evening of August 7, 1973, Henley invited a 19-year-old boy named Timothy Kearley over to Dean's apartment as a new victim. On the way back to the apartment from getting food, the boys ran into his friend, 15-year-old Rhonda Williams. 
she had been beaten by her father and didn't want to go home, so Henley brought her back with them to Dean's apartment. Dean became enraged that Henley brought a girl to his home and became undone. The teens passed out after drinking and drugs and were woken up by Dean slapping handcuffs on their wrists. Williams and Keerley were both tied to opposite sides of his torture board, Keerley on his stomach and Williams on her back. Dean was instructing Henley that, while he raped and killed Keerley, Henley would do the same to Williams. In a frenzy, Henley grabbed Dean's pistol and shouted that he had had enough. Dean approached him, thinking the teen wouldn't actually shoot him. He was wrong. He was shot in the forehead, but the bullet failed to penetrate his skull. He was then shot five more times before falling dead and naked onto the floor. Elmer released his friends from the board and they called the police. At the station, Elmer Henley told the police everything he had done for Dean Coral and everything Dean had done to all those boys. He helped them to locate the bodies, which all bore signs of torture and sodomy. David Brooks presented himself to the police and gave his statement, though he denied any participation in the murders, but did admit to having known what was happening. According to Henley, the boys had participated in some of the murders at Dean's command. Elmer Henley was charged with six murders and given six 99-year sentences. He was, however, not charged for the murder of Dean Coral, as it was a self-defense. David Brooks was charged with four murders, but was found guilty of only one. He was given life imprisonment. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 9th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.